Hey, money-making unicorns. Hang on tight because I'm about to show you my full butthole and the behind-the-scenes pieces of what the fuck is going on for the Wonder Retreat and all and all and all of the secret sauces for pitching. So get the fuck in here. Let's do this. Take off your pants. Unleash your true self. Real unicorns don't wear pants. Okay, bitches. So I was on the fence if I was going to fucking do this or not. But here I am. You know, if I get on the fence, I tend to just like get over it. Like that's kind of how I am. If I have an idea and I'm like, I probably shouldn't do that. I'm like, well, well, too late. Already done. <laughs> Story of my motherfucking life. Okay, so here is the back of the house. Um, What's going on here for the Wonder Retreat? Now, this is Wonder Retreat number one. Um, and I sold this motherfucker out quickly. Okay. So we're talking 101 people bought in 10 days before I even had the chance to do fucking live pitches. So of course, what does that mean? Oh, uh, I priced it too low. Like a motherfucking idiot. Right. Um, I priced it at $97. It's a three day event. Um, my lovely assistant, Brittany, actually talked me out of pricing at $47, which I'm so fucking glad that I listen to her. This is why you have amazing staff, right? Is to like help you when you have your moments of doubt where you're like, oh, maybe I won't sell it all. So blah, blah, blah. Some fucking bullshit story in your head. So I opened up the gates and now I'm actually selling tickets to the next one right now. So the tickets are already selling. The retreat is in three days. I've already sold tickets to the next one at $2.97. Um, and so I'm looking at, I'm trying to kind of get my head around like what it actually looks like to deliver to a hundred people. But after this retreat, I will make the decision on how many people I let into the next one. Um, but in my head right now, the gut the gut feeling before we apply any sort of logic, <laughs> fuck logic, right? Before we apply any sort of logic or experience is telling me that I should do 300 people next time. So we'll fucking see how it goes though. Cause I'm going to make the, the determination here after I do the retreat so that I fucking learn something today. Right? So let me tell you about what is going on in my head three days before the event, because I think that this is really fucking important um, because it's very similar to launching and I have started to adopt this notion that maybe, and I'm, I'm actually going to integrate this into my, into my mastermind. Like, and I haven't told anybody yet. <laughs> so here I am blabbing about the podcast, but I guess I'll be done with it by the time this comes out. So I, I want to shift my languaging out of launching because I think that some people are just so fucking intimidated by that word and that thing of like, this is the last one. Like if you launch and then you lose, it's over. And like, there's so much fucking pressure. Like launch is not really launches. Like that's just kind of a silly misnomer. Like it's, it's a marketing campaign and you're going to sell today and then you're going to sell tomorrow and you're going to sell the day after that. Like, so it doesn't really like matter. Like every piece of the launch is content that contributes to a larger vision. And I think that in the beginning, it's so fucking hard to see that. Right. Cause as you like, you, you get so close to it. You're like, okay, this is my launch and I'm doing all the things that blah, blah, blah. And if it fails, I'm a failure. And, and there's so much fucking pressure. And on the other side of that thing, like, oh, and if it wins, like I'm a badass, like, no, 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 bitch. Like if you have one good launch, that does not make you a fucking badass. Just like if you have one failed launch, that doesn't make you a fucking loser, right? Like you are more than one fucking campaign. And so I'm really kind of trying to break out of that a little bit. Um, 
And the, the retreat has given me a little bit more perspective to cook a little bit different. It's like launches within launches. So it is technically more of a marketing campaign. I mean, almost like a motherfucking election, right? It's like, just because you win one state doesn't mean that you fucking are the president. Like that's not how it fucking goes. Like there's so much more that comes, that goes into that. Um, and that's how running these coaching businesses are like, and really any online thing where I mean, I guess motherfucking anything, right? Anything that you're selling, it's more than the sum of one fucking promotion, right? Like Pepsi's one Super Bowl ad is not everything that they do. Like that's not how it goes. And so I think that breaking the stereotype around the fucking a launch. Um, and in, in contrast to that, I also have people in my group that like, they're like, I've made a zillion dollars in my launch. I'm like, right. But how long has your launch been? Because you've been launching for like legit three months. <laughs> An eight week launch that produces a hundred thousand dollars is not really that impressive. Like it's it's just not. And it's like when you like put the language in there of like I had a launch that was a hundred thousand dollars, like that to me is like a three-day workshop or maybe like a five-day challenge. Like that's a that's a six-figure launch, right? But like a six-figure launch that's taken you fucking nine weeks to execute is I mean, it's not nothing, right? But your marketing position, you're lying. Like you're fucking lying. Okay. Like if I it's like I've had a $400,000 launch because I started my group fucking 10 months ago, right? <laughs> it's just nonsense. So, um, you know, semantics and all of the things, but really it's integrity. It's integrity. And so as I'm getting ready for the retreat, which is a little bit of a different focus. Um, and let me tell you, let me tell you what the difference is between a retreat and between a three-day workshop or a five-day challenge. It's really the space in between and how you fill it. Like it's how it's the before part. It's the anticipation, just like going to a concert, right? Like you're going to hear the same fucking song, listening it to it on your fucking phone, but like going to the concert, it's the experience. It's the external piece that gives you all the value. So when you're setting up the retreat, it's more than just like the five-day challenge where it's like, I'm going to deliver value. Oh God, I'm so fucking tired of that phrase. I'm delivering value. Get out of my fucking bar. Um, it, it's more about like really the aesthetic piece of it, of how they feel in between. Just like when you go to a fucking concert, right? Or more accurately, when you go to a fucking bar, like you can drink Jack and Coke at home for fucking nothing, right? But like you pay $7 per Jack and Coke to sit next to somebody else and fucking talk shit and, you know, like maybe sleep with that dude, right? <laughs> and laugh and do all the things. So it's really, it's not the drinking. It's not the result. It's not the quote unquote value. The value is not what you fucking think it is. The value is in the feeling in the esoteric thing that you cannot put your finger on. And that's what retreats are all about, whether that's in person or virtual, it's creating the, the space in between. Um, and so as I'm sitting here today and it's Sunday, the retreat starts on Tuesday. I'm like, and the, and they've been in the group, right? They've been in the group for over a week now. And they've got like this feeding frenzy mentality, the vibe in there is just fucking electric. I mean, it's like nothing I've ever seen and it's really exciting and captivating. And I've gotten to like, really get to know a couple of them. I get to watch their stories and like talk to them and they, they, you know, they're all getting on there telling their transformational stories. Um, it's, it's really invigorating. Like it makes me feel alive. Like so far I like really enjoy the process. It feels really good. Um, because it's so much more intimate than just like a quote unquote launch or like, you know, a three-day workshop or doing the five-day challenge thing. Like actually I've never been done a five-day challenge, so I don't know, but, um, <laughs> It's more intimate because it, it, it's just closer quarters, right? For a longer amount of time. So they're in the group. They're doing the thing. They're fucking hanging out. They're doing the little challenges, um, which is a lot of fun. And I'm 
getting to know them. And one of the things that I did, um, which, you know, full butthole telling you guys all the fucking things, um, you know, I had them take disc assessments when they came in the door. And this was something that was really interesting. And I know everyone's like, but you should do the Myers-Briggs or fucking whatever. Fuck off. Okay. This is the one that I like. You do whatever the fuck you want. Okay. I like disc assessments because I've been building bar teams using disc assessments for fucking decades. Right. So like, to me, I understand a disc and when I look at it, I know it. And there's not too many different factors. And I understand the qualities that a person who is an I or a D really embodies And so, of course, I have been studying sales because sales is the motherfucking adventure sport, right? (laughs) That's what it is. Um, And and I want to get good at it. And and I want to constantly up my game and fucking improve all those nuances. And one of the things that I do is that I really concretely look at people that come into my programs. Like, so when you join nonstop notifications, like I have my assistant give you a disc assessment and I, and I look at that and I give that to the support coach. So when she's doing your onboarding call, she can really tailor the experience to your fucking personality and your ability to listen, because we all listen and hear things in different ways. But when we know your disc assessment, I know that I'm going to talk to a fucking C much differently than I'm going to talk to a D. Right. And so me and my support coach, like we do a really good job of being very conscious of this. Um, and of course, when you're investing into a program, that's going to be six months or a year or whatever, like that shit is super relevant. And I decided to do the extra work and do this part in the retreat. So I had them all take disc assessments as they came in. And what I noticed was something fucking fantastic, just something fucking phenomenal is that I'm not even fucking kidding. 72% of them are I dominant (laughs) out of 101 people, 72. 72 of them are I dominant. Now they also have like, you know, it's ISD or ID or whatever, but they are I dominant. So what that tells me is that the things, the pitch lines that I used to sell people into the retreat mattered to these people. And they were all speaking at the same frequency, right? So that's showcasing a consistency in my marketing campaign. And this is something that like in Wondermind. I'm, I'm really breaking down the case study and really like giving you like the full view of like how that works and why that fucking matters. And then going back through my marketing campaigns and looking at the emails that I sent, the posts that I put out um, and really like breaking it down, like why this was strategically aligned for an I. Now I didn't do that intentionally. Okay. Back then, like when I was writing the campaigns, like I was doing it on this, um, what I call ROI redefined, which is a strategy that I use inside of Wondermind um, to help people to sell using their content. It's like CTAs on fucking steroids. Like it's way better than it's way better than like the standard sales post. Um, and it's a formula that I developed, right? So I use that formula to sell people into the wonder retreat. And then it so happened that, which of course nothing is a motherfucking accident, right? It so happened that what I noticed was that in selling these people in 70 fucking percent of them were sold in at the same frequency of their disc assessment, which is fucking so cool to look at for analytics, right? So I'm looking at it. And now as I'm composing the content, which of course is laced up with pitches, right? There's soft pitches, there's firm pitches, there's all sorts of different pitch points in there. So as I'm doing this, what I've done is I've really read up on the buying behavior of people who are in the I spectrum and what they respond to and how they turn the corner and what matters to them, what their value points are. So that when I'm creating my pitch lines, it makes sense. 
right? Like it's something where like, they're going to hear me at a different level because I'm really speaking their language, which is really fucking cool, right? Because it's, it's not this basic bitch nonsense that so many fucking coaches do where it's like, follow the fucking template and do everything the same. Like if you notice a motherfucking pattern, adapt your fucking strategy to it like a badass so that you can sell better, right? Okay. So I went and I did a bunch of research on eyes and then I wrote the pitch lines in accordance with what the eyes are. And specifically I'm a D so specifically for how a D would sell to an I, right. Okay. Cause it's taking into account my personality too. This is part of that unicorn sales funnel process is like, you know, layer by layer, you learn how to do this in your content. But when you take it to this higher level of actually doing a retreat, you're also looking at it at, at the masses. Now, eyes, okay, are people that value influence and networking and all of that. So of course it makes sense that an event that is centralized around networking is going to attract eyes. But at this percentage, it's motherfucking bonkers that it's this high, right? So I noticed that the secondary trait that I attract is C's. Now I know that within nonstop notifications, my signature program, most of them are I's and C's, right? Which is me doing a bang up job attracting people that are best fit clients. This is unicorn client attraction in motherfucking action, right? Is that for my wonder retreat, I didn't end up with a whole bunch of S's because in my program, I don't have a whole bunch of S's. In my program, I have mostly I's and C's, okay? And the way the reason that I have that is because I'm a D. So the opposite of the D is the C and people who are C's need D's to help guide them. And I am also a D I. I'm a very strong I. My secondary my secondary letter is stronger than most people's basic level letter. <laughs> it's higher on the spectrum than most people's like predominant letter letter. So in being an I, like of course I attract other people that are in that I thing. And D tends to repel D because of dominance, right? So um, I have a very few amount of people that are D's in my program. I have a ton of C's and I have a ton of I's and very few people that are S's, right? So it's interesting to me that the Wonder Retreat, this sample size of 100 people, is very similar to the sample size of my program, right? Like, boom, that's alignment, right? And that's how you know that the fucking disc is working. So if that's the case, you can logically assume that the I's need to be sold to in an I format, right? So I went and wrote all the pitch lines today. And I did the research first and I really figured out values and all the the points and like how they need to be talked to and what they need in order to convert. Um, There's a whole bunch of fucking websites and books and shit you can read about it. I've been studying DISC for a long time, so I already kind of know. But like just going back over everything and really ensuring that my pitch lines match the way that they need to be sold to. So this helps me on a couple different levels. Like one, obviously the pitch lines are going to make sense for these people and they're going to hear them. But two, it helps me to build self-assurance, right? Because I know I'm speaking their language. I also did things with inside this group, this sample size of 100 people to really further my business in multiple ways. Now, I've already made $10,000 in ticket sales and I've already sold two people into nonstop from this group of people. And I've already sold one person into unicorns only. So the conversion rate of the retreat at this point I have already generated $21,000, okay? So I've already generated $21,000 from this retreat before it even fucking starts. So I feel pretty good about that, right? So the self-assurance piece is there, but of course I want to make the most of it. Like it's, 
it's a lot of work. <laughs> it's a lot of work for me and my team. And of course, I want it to be amazing. Like I want everyone to have a great time. I want everyone to talk about it for decades. And I want them all to fucking buy the next one. And I want to sell people into my program. Of course, that's why I do the retreat, right? So I reverse engineered the process. So it's already created the conversion line. And I'm already very happy with it. Um, and I wanted to be able to maximize the pieces of this retreat. Okay. So let me tell you some other shit that I did is that I'm running Facebook ads right now. Okay. So I have Facebook ads up and running. They've been up for about what, three or four weeks. And so I just started the retargeting ads. So I did something inside the group where I asked people to go and check out my new funnel. And my new funnel, of course, has a pixel on it that is linked into my retargeting ads. So as they're going and checking out this funnel for me and like, you know, going through the funnel, I'm capturing their pixel data, which is bolstering my retargeting ads and making my retargeting ads even stronger, uh, which is great. But also the funnel that I developed for this was, um, you guys are going to laugh, right? It's a karate kid funnel. <laughs> wax on, wax off, bitches. Um, and it's really fun. I'm into all the branding stuff. I like to do fucking bonkers ass shit, right? So inside the funnel, it splits off. It's a quiz funnel. And I did it the long way because I don't know how to do it the short way because I'm not super techie, but I am very determined to get what I want. And when I have an idea, I motherfucking execute it because action takers get results in all the things, right? So I went through the funnel and I built this fucking insane funnel. It's like 14 pages long or something, but it's, it's a choose your own adventure style funnel. So you get to like read it, read a prompt and then choose which direction you would turn. Right. And so in going through this funnel, what have I done? I've separated out the different styles, the different languages that people need to close. I know that people close into my program for two predominant main reasons. Now there's a couple other reasons that I've been figuring out, which is super interesting, but the predominant ones are one, they think they want strategy. Okay. They think they need strategy. They think that what they're missing in their business is strategy. It never is. It's always mindset. And the people who think that it's strategy more than anybody else, it's mindset, which is super funny. Right. Um, and then there's the people who want mindset. And ironically enough, the people who want mindset are the people who need strategy. <laughs> um, it's just something that I've, I've learned in, in watching my clientele um, is that we, we tend to think that what the missing piece is, is the part that we're more comfortable with, right? If you're more comfortable with mindset, you're like, oh, I think I need more mindset. If you're more comfortable with strategy, you think like, well, if I just had a, bit, a better strategy, but it's always the opposite. Like, I mean, almost always, like I, I haven't really seen it be any other way. I mean, sometimes it's both, but generally speaking, like if you think you need strategy, it's, it's really that you need mindset. Um, but that's something I've learned from working with hundreds of clients. Right. And so in doing this, I've split off the funnel, um, you know, so that I can tell, I could, I pixeled it and I put custom conversions onto everything so I can tell which page people end up on if they end up in the strategy side of the funnel or the mindset start part of the funnel. So in having these people go through it, I ask them to post the results in the group. And so that I get to see before I pitch them if they're mindset people or if they're strategy people. And I get to make decisions within my pitch, not just based on their disc assessment, but also which language they prefer and what they think they need in order to create conversions. <laughs> okay. So this is how we kind of full saturation, use our branding, use our strategic alignment, use things like online events um, to really not just make money, 
right? Like, of course, we're making money when we're doing this. But really, what we're doing is we're learning about our audience. This is next level market research that you can apply immediately. Because here's the thing. These people are going through the funnel right now. So I'm getting to see it in real live time and action. And so when I set up the pitch lines, I can help them. I can better serve them because I understand what language they're speaking. I know what they feel like they're missing. I understand where they're coming from. And that makes me one, better at sales, but two, way better at fucking delivery, right? I'm going to be able to help this group of people so much faster than any other group of people before them because I know where they are in their process and I sold to them at that level, right? So I'm going to sell them into the correct program for what they need. I'm going to be able to get them into that program and direct them because I've had this extra time with them that I haven't had with any clients that have come in before them, which is fucking amazing right? So this retreat is just the beginning. It's the beginning of a new sales system that's beyond launching, okay? It's beyond the fucking three-day workshop and all that other shit because I don't just sell more. I learn more in the process so I can better serve my clients and reflect and refine upon how I run my program. And if there's adjustments that I can make in you know, maybe the, the order of the delivery of the program or creating a new bonus that really helps people to, to get results faster or whatever it is. I have that much more information because I'm paying the fuck attention. Okay. And as I'm coaching people, or really it's more of like, as I'm watching other people that are in my programs, like I, I, not my programs, but in, in the programs I'm in, like I just don't see, like, I see people breaking down their Facebook data, right? It's like, okay, these are the analytics, these are conversion points, blah, blah, blah. And all that shit fucking matters, of course, right? But these next level analytics of personality design, to me, this is what sets me apart. This is where I see the competitive edge where I'm like, I won't just take any Tom, Dick, or fucking Mary that comes to the door. It's like, I'm specifically shooting for someone in the eye profile Okay, someone in the eye profile that buys because they want more strategy. And if I know that that's the case, I can position the languaging and the way the offer is structured so that it speaks specifically to people who are in the eye profile who want strategy and need mindset. And then my program gets stronger. My clients get better results, all because I'm actually using my marketing campaign as a learning experience. It's a test. Everything that you fucking do in your business is a test. And if you're not looking at it that way, you're fucking leaving money on the table and you're not best serving your clients. And so the the layer, right? Because there's always one more layer. <laughs> the layer of this is that I'm using it to build a case study for Wondermind. So the full breakdown of this case study with all of the spreadsheets and the fucking color-coded disc assessments and all the motherfucking things goes into my mastermind program. And so when it's in my mastermind program, that of course adds more value for my future clients, right? So that when I sell somebody into my high ticket mastermind, they have access to this case study so that they can use what I learned in this process to make their business better, faster, right? Because really in all of my programs, the whole point of it is to reverse engineer and and also to make it so that like, you know, a, a lot of like coaches or teachers or, you know, a th- piece, people of authority that are teaching something to somebody else, they want somebody to get like 
just as good as they are, just just a little bit not as good as they are, right? <laughs> like if they're if they're at a 90, like they want to coach somebody up to 88. They don't want to coach somebody beyond that. Like for me, I am hell bent as I was in the bar industry. I am hell bent on producing people that are better than me, right? So I want them to get their results faster than I did. I want them to provide better results for their clients than I did. I want them to make more money faster than I did, right? Like I want them to be better than me because that's the whole fucking point. So every time I take the time to put together a case study, every time I build out some new idea, good, bad, or otherwise, right? No matter how it goes, I create case studies. And these case studies become an integral part of my high-level mastermind so that you can have access to them and learn the things faster, right? And be better. So it creates that next level of layering. And I know a lot of coaches don't do that. It's like they kind of withhold, they kind of choose, pick and choose what they give to their clients. I don't do that. Like I do the full butthole method (laughs) because I don't know. I just, I, I like it. I, it feels good to me. It feels aligned to me. And I, I want everybody to get great results. So that's what I'm doing with this. I'm really, really flipping that over um, and kind of breaking the mold on, on the launch, the launch process with the Wonder Retreat because it has so many different layers. There's there's a strategy that I have inside of Wondermind that's called the pop-up tripwire, right? And so this is essentially a pop-up tripwire. It's that you sell people into a low ticket item, you put them all into a, into a group, you nurture them, and then you deliver to them. It is a pop-up tripwire. It's just a way more developed version of the pop-up tripwire. Um, and we get to see, we get to see how that fucking lines out, right? So it's super cool to be able to build those, build those case studies. And of course, so that I only sell results that I do in fact have, which is what you should be motherfucking doing. Right, right, right. (laughs) Okay, so I obviously gave you way too much to think about today and gave you way too many secrets because that's how I motherfucking do it. I can't just hold my motherfucking tongue. So, you know, get out there, do all the motherfucking wonderful things. And remember, real unicorns don't fucking hold back. They don't fucking lie about shit. They don't strategically omit. <laughs> Real unicorns show their full butthole because they're not wearing any motherfucking pants anyways. For more trouble, go to realunicornsdon'twearpants.com. Hit that subscribe button and remember, hashtag fuck pants. <laughs>